A good website gets stronger over time, puts you directly in touch with your readers, and is a long-term investment in your author career. Jane Friedman. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And I don't think that's going to be the last Jane Friedman quote we have this month. Nope, probably not. She has a lot of really good resources on marketing as an author specifically. Today's episode, we are going to be talking all about building a website, making sure you have a website that draws your readers in and lets you connect with them. So I've decided I want to build a website for my authorness. What's the first thing that I should do? The very first thing you need when you're building a website is a purpose. The most common purposes for an author website is to build a book gallery. In this book gallery, you need covers so that people see the book. Again, it's about the awareness we talked about last episode. With links and descriptions, you can't just have it there. You need to have a quick little blurb about what the book is about. Also include media kit options information for media outlets to be able to access you, to interview you. We will be talking later this month about media and press releases and how to reach out to people who have never heard of you before via local media. Having all of that information on your website gives them a place to look for it as well. Another purpose that you can have for your website is a newsletter sign up, a way for the readers to engage and then stay up to date on what you're doing. We will be talking next episode more about newsletters and how to effectively use them. And of course, one of the main drivers to your website is going to be your writing. That is the main thing that you are selling. Obviously, we don't want you to put your entire finished book up on your website because then they have no reason to purchase it. But If you're entering short stories and competitions, or if you, like myself, write a Halloween short story every year, if you're writing for your writing club, your website is going to be a great dumping ground for these things so that you can stay active and your potential readers can get a sample of what your style is like. So if you notice the purpose behind these three main things that you'll want in your website, a book gallery, a newsletter, and a story collection is engagement getting people involved with you and your stories. A lot of the things that we're going to talk about this episode come from the Jane Friedman website and her suggestions on building an author website. There are a lot of other things that you can include in a website to make sure that it's professional and engaging. One of those things will be having a separate page per book. This not only makes it easier for your readers to navigate or potential readers to navigate, but it makes it a lot easier to share. So in a page, you will include the blurbs, the reviews, and links. And then you need to have an easy way to navigate to the other books within the series. So if you have a page for book two, you should have a way for them from that page to click on both book one and book three. Another thing to include on your website is a professional bio, an about the author page. If you're doing that in third person, that's going to be 100 to 300 words. 
If it's in first person, that can be a little bit longer. Also included in the bio should be either your branding image or a picture of yourself because you are what's being branded, not just the books. And the last thing that you need to include is contact information. You need to include social media links because in today's world, that is going to be one of the best ways to get in touch, to follow you, to keep updated on your progress. Give the readers some way to connect with you. Okay, so I have an idea of the layout of my website, what I want to do with it. How do I pull the trigger? How do I take that next step and get a website? You need to start by finding someone to host the website. Some sites are better for different users. In the end, most of them function basically the same as the end product, but base it on your capabilities. If it's too difficult for you to build, it's going to be a chore to update. And the less you update your website, the less active it's going to be, the less useful it is to you. Like our opener said, it's a long-term investment. You want to be able to keep updating it. Do your research. Ask around, see what people use, what people like. I personally really like the internal, almost social media that WordPress does. So if I have a WordPress website, then I can follow your website. As with everything here, do your research. Once you've decided on where you're going to host your website, you need to pick the domain name, the URL. It's not going to be in everybody's budget to have a custom website but you should have a custom URL. Spend the money and make the URL about you. So I shouldn't create another website for this next series I'm posting? No, because all that's going to do is split your traffic. So you being the brand, your URL should reflect that. Often it's whatever your name is dot com or perhaps your name author dot com or maybe even yournamebooks.com. So if you haven't decided on a pen name at this point, this is the time to make that decision. When choosing this, be aware of how it reads without spaces. So if your username is A-N Allison, be aware of how those first four letters read together. As I mentioned earlier, there are millions of websites out there you may find that your name, especially if you have a common name, has been taken. Maybe yournameauthor.com has been taken or yournamebooks has been taken. Then you will need to consider changing the ending, the .com part. The only other ones you should be considering are .me, M-E, or .net. There are restrictions to the kinds of endings you can have on websites based on the purpose of the website. So once you've figured out where you're hosting it, the domain name, you've chosen that, now it's time to get into the design of the website. As with everything, I encourage you to go to your favorite author's websites and figure out how the big boys do it. And then take how the big boys are doing it and your favorite things about that and mimic it in your own website. We already talked about the other things that you'll need to include in your website, the book gallery, the pages, all of that. Focus first on your home page. The home page is so important because it either draws in the readers or pushes them away. It needs to have a clear purpose and a beautiful design. 
Jane Friedman had the suggestion of things to include in your homepage. And the very first thing is your header. You need to have a name, a tagline, and possibly a headshot. Something that people immediately see and say, yes, this is this author. That is often going to match your profile picture on all of your social media so that when they arrive, they know, yes, this is the person I'm looking for. And be advised, this header is going to appear on all pages of your website. Make sure that your design matches your genre. If you're going with pink and gold and a dark scarlet red, and you're writing action novels, this design is not going to communicate the type of author you are. Another thing that you'll want to include on your homepage is a feature of your most recent book. Or if your collection is small enough, like mine, I only have two books out right now, I can include the collection of my most and only books on my front page. Of course, a way to sign up for the newsletter will also be on your homepage. So as they're navigating around and liking what you see and they want to know more about the next book that's coming out, they sign up for your newsletter. Make it easy for them to find. And the final thing to include on your homepage is your social media. A lot of websites will have little widgets that you can include that will say, oh, here are the most recent Instagram posts, or here's what they're doing on Facebook. Again, it's that way to connect with you directly on your website and in the easiest place possible. The last thing to keep in mind when designing your whole website is to make sure it's simple. You don't want to confuse people. You don't want them getting frustrated when they click a link because it's not what they thought it was. Make sure the navigation is clean and clear. Make sure you have a clear menu labeled distinctly because the more pages they go to within the website, the higher your analytics are, the better your chances are of getting picked up by a traditional publisher. The last bit of advice is to update it regularly. When you're setting that schedule that we talked about last month, Make sure that you have time set aside for updating not just your social media, but your website itself. Updating your website is not a substitution for your social media presence, and your social media presence is not a substitute for updating your website. Both need to be done. Both need to be active. So you can use blog posts. Make sure you're writing short stories and including those. Have updated news. You don't need to only put news up there when you have a new book coming out. You can put news up there of your progress. Make sure you keep it to your target audience, but you can write about whatever you want so long as you're staying fresh and updated. Always keep improving your website. Always keep working on it. You don't want to do broad sweeping changes, but don't ignore the website. Don't create it and then leave it alone for years like both of us have done. It's terrible, terrible decisions. All of this is to help you gain interactions with your readers, driving them to interact with you and building that interest in the desire we talked about last episode. So when you're writing those books and when you're writing those blog posts, when you're writing your social media posts, when you're creating something, make it about yourself. Make whatever you're doing personal. Even those blog posts, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 